Jesus speaking to us. You know, when you come to church, it's so important that we gather with one another to unifying truths and we declare something. If we all gather to our own little gods, we get stuck. But we come before the one and true living gods. We declare some truths about who he is. And then our biggest thing is not to speak quickly. We often want to rush into what have I got to say? I just feel like Jesus wants to speak to us today. And so we're, gonna, we're just going to read the Bible together. And that's how we're going to do our preach together today. We're going to open our Bibles and we're going to read. And we're going to listen to the words that Jesus says. And actually the band are going to stay here. Because I think there's certain parts during this that we're just going to say, God's speaking to me in this. And we're going to stop. We're going to receive some stuff. And we're going to discover ultimately what has Jesus got to say to his people. So please do, like, you know, if you want to stay standing, you can. If you want to sit, we can, but I'm just going to do this. So let's just read John 17. You know, this is, these are the words that Jesus says to you, his people. I'd so encourage you, especially in these next few weeks, if you've got a Bible, bring it along to church with you. Just because there's so many things that we can do from here that we can see. But man, I just, I don't know if anyone's found it, but in the course of the last year, I've just loved having my book my place that I can just look at and see and say, these are God's words speaking into my heart. And I kind of want the, I want us to collectively do it. Not just say, well, what's, what's Ollie leading got to say to me together? Say, what can I find in God's authority, in God's word that's going to speak life into my heart together? So this is, this is Jesus praying for you. That's why this, is, this is why this is a beautiful bit of scripture. I felt really drawn to it to read together this morning is because... Jesus takes time to pray for you. Jesus has a deep affection for you this morning. And this is called, sometimes gets called that high priestly prayer. Sally mentioned it earlier. Used to be that priests felt that they could walk into the presence of God. The presence of God is open for all of us. We all now get called this priesthood of all believers. We all get to be priests in the presence of God. But Jesus is our high priest. He's the one who's made a way. If he hadn't gone there, I would have never been able to walk into this place. But he's done it on my behalf. And the high priest prays for you. And he prays this. This is just before he dies as well. Just consider this. It's like his last prayers before he knows that he goes to the cross. And he says these things. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven. And he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you. The Son and the Father, they love each other. (laughs) They love giving glory to one another. They love saying, look at Him. And the Father saying, look at Him. (laughs) They're just constantly doing it to one another. And they say these things. And He says, since you have given Him authority over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you have given Him. Jesus has authority for what? To give eternal life. Jesus is the Son of God. He has all authority is His. He's able to say to you today and to all that God has given Him, eternal life is yours. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. 
now father glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed man some people say Jesus never claimed to be God he was just a good guy that's how he prays he says I had glory with the father before the world ever existed the glory was mine I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world yours they were and you gave them to me and they have kept your words now they know that everything that you have given me is from you for I've given them the words that you gave me and they have received them and they have come to know in truth that I came from you and they have believed that you sent me I am praying for them I'm not praying for the world but for those whom you have given me for they are yours all mine are yours and yours are mine and I am glorified in them and I am no longer in the world but they are in the world and I'm coming to you Holy Father keep them in your name for which you have given me that they may be one even as we are one while I was with them I kept them in your name which that you've given to me. I've guarded them and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you. Jesus knows what's about to happen. He knows the consequences of the cross. He knows he's going to be glorified and brought back to glory with his father in heaven. And he says, I am coming to you and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I've given them your words and the world has hated them because they're not of this world, just as I'm not of this world. I don't ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They're not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. Lord, would you sanctify them in the truth? Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they, will also, that they also may be sanctified in truth. And then this is the absolute, you know, this is the moment. It's the moment where you say, well, that's just Jesus praying for his friends while he's on earth. People that he became mates with, his disciples. It's just him praying for James and John and Peter. But he says, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their words. Are you sitting here today because you believe in Jesus, the Son of God, through the word that he's given to us, through the word of his disciples that has been passed on for 2,000 years? Do you sit here today as someone who believes and puts their hope and trust in Jesus and Jesus alone? Do you? Because <laughs> if you do, he doesn't just ask it for them. He asks this for you also. <laughs> that they may all be one. That just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also, they also. <laughs> Man! I think Spurgeon said that is the, one of the most incredible two words in the whole of Scripture. They also. 
that you also, that we also, that I also would be one with the Father, just as Jesus and the Father is one. He welcomes us into an exclusive relationship between Himself and the Father and says, would they be part of this as well? Would they get included into the promises of God's? Jesus has absolute deep affection and care for you. He loves you so passionately that He welcomes you into a relationship with Himself and the Father and says, would they be one just as we are one with one another? You also, they also, (laughs) that they may be in us so the world may believe that you have sent me. The way that we get welcomed into the promises of God's, the way that we display our unity in Christ with one another, displays to people that Jesus was sent by the Father into this world. This act of unity together today, this act of coming in, in a minute we're going to have a common union, our union of communion, are coming to the table and sharing bread and wine. That act actually doesn't just say, isn't it great that we like each other? It declares that Jesus was sent into the world by his only father to die and to rise again. Our act of union with each other declares something of the gospel and tells the world Jesus is the son of God and he was sent by the father on our behalf. What we do together today, we are preaching the gospel as we gather like this to the whole of the world of who Jesus really is. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them. Man, Jesus doesn't just receive the glory from the Father. What does he do with the glory? He gives it to you. The glory of God gets given to us. Jesus' intention is always to share. He shares his goodness. He shares his glory. He shares his joy in knowing that God is satisfied in and through him. And he says, don't just be satisfied in me, God. Be satisfied in them. (laughs) Be satisfied in each and every one that you have given me because they're yours. So the world may know that you have sent me and love them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world where are we going we're going to be with him we're going home this is not our home it's a place in which we dwell now actually I don't mind it says welcome home out there but this isn't really our home this is just a taste of what it's going to be like. We get to be in glory with the Father for all eternity and He welcomes us in. And He says, would they join us here? Would they come and be part of this? Would they be included into these things that we have with one another? Oh, righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you. And these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name And I will continue. What's Jesus been doing throughout all of this pandemic? What's Jesus been doing in all of our worries about what things are going to to happen? He has been continuing to make it known. He has been continuing to make it known that He and the Father are one and that He welcomes people into a joyful union between Himself and the Father through His death and resurrection. That's what Jesus has been doing and He's continued to do it. 
Even when we've struggled, even when we thought, how are we going to make this thing happen? Jesus has continued to be at work for our good. He is so worthy of our praise that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. The love of the Father is in you now. It's in us. That's Jesus' prayer for you. That was, the, that was the night before he died. He prayed in that way and he has continued to pray for you to work your glory through and to sanctify you and to change you and to transform you and to bring you into glory with the Father. Jesus does all the work, so I don't have to. I listen and I receive words of truth and they empower me to live a life for God. So I start to worship again. Starts comes to this place of these words of truth. Let them seep into your heart. Let them, let, them, let them be the fuel that you need. There's so much more the fuel that you need than a little pep talk or a little, a little helpful word every now and then. To hear the words of Christ speaking truth into your heart together today. Say, I love them. Just as we love, as I love you, Father, I love them and you've given them to me. Bring them into my fold. Bring them into my people and sanctify them through to a place of glory and abundance and send them into the world. We are not of this world anymore. We've been changed. We've been transformed. And we've been sent into the world to proclaim who Christ is and all that he's done. So just as part of this, in a minute, we're going to break bread. You know, as you came in, you've got a cup and you've got a little piece of bread. And in doing that, we're going to say, Jesus, we remember this is all about you. It's all about him. It's not about us. It's all about Jesus. The work is finished. We live in the goodness of it. Just enjoy the presence of God. Start to receive that now. If you want to stand again, if you want to just sit and listen, just start to receive. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. The presence of God is working in and through us to glorify the Son. Amen.